Jeff and Jeremy live here. What you gonna do with all that junk? All that junk in your trunk? <laughs> Something like that. What you gonna do? Uh, 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 uh. What you gonna do? You know that guy, um... Sorry, this is sidetrack. I know you have something you want to talk about. That okay. guy, DJ Eric Rhodes, I told you about that I follow, the DJ on Instagram. He lives in Boise. He's a big-time deal, and we played some of his stuff. DJs got to get a better name of themselves, man. I know, but here's the deal. He was in school the same time we were at the University of Idaho, eight miles away. We may have hung out so? with that guy. So? I thought that was interesting. DJ Eric Rhodes, check him out on Instagram. He's making a living at it. He's... Jeff and I used to work on a station in the college town that we went to school in, and eight miles away, there was our competition. He may have worked there. I don't know. He was TV and radio at the University of Idaho. Go Vandals. But sorry, Kel Pauly. Oh, sorry, Kel Pauly. I the, just realized those, that's the last thing you probably people. want me to say is go Vandals. Those old people that would run that radio station over at the University of Idaho, um, the, the the commercial radio station. They would never hire a kid because it was too much of a threat. They'd rather hire the old alcoholic from. Uh, no, down they the sold. Street. They sold uh, right about two thousand, two thousand. Yeah, right about that time, and uh, they sold to another company that did hire all younger people. But oh, yeah, okay. they you would go in there. It was all these old guys, ABCO and jackass. They would they would know. literally like they. I'm pretty sure up until the day they sold it, they smoked inside the studios. Yeah. There was a yellow film on everything. Yeah, they did. It there. just smelled like an ashtray in there. And and it's like it's like whoa, okay, it's like a this is like the Eagles Lodge. Okay, I get it. Um, <laughs> you guys got cheap drinks over here too. Cheap cocktails. And it just yeah, it had that smell of like you know stuff to mask smoke. So I don't know why that's that Black Eyed Peas song reminded me of that. How you doing today? Doing good. Nice. Uh, this is this is funny. Um, listen to what Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger apparently was once self-conscious about his accent. When I stopped with bodybuilding competition, and I wanted to get into movies and be a leading man, I said to myself, I have to do the same thing as I did with bodybuilding. I have to go and work five hours a day at this. Mm-hmm. And I have to take English lessons and voice lessons and also accent removal lessons. So we worked on all of those kind of things. And then I realized, well, wait a minute. I don't think I ever get rid of my accent. I was going to say, it's not working. And then it became kind of like a tradition. (laughs) Not Um, working at all. Do you think he would have ever gotten a job in acting if he was trying to do the fake accent thing? God, it drives me nuts. Idris Elba and the dude from Still Standing. Um... And he's probably more famously from the movie Full Monty, but I've never seen that. Um, they they successfully do American accents, and yet they're British. So you hear them in an interview like, you're a fraud, dude. You're a freaking fraud. Makes me so mad when people do fake American accents and fool me with their fake American accent. And they're it just really goes to see how easy Australian, we are. British, you know? It just shows you how easy we are. Yeah, we're just easy to to imitate, to make fun of. Dumb Americans. Yeah, but I would think it would be harder because we're still relatively new on the scene when it comes to entrenched accents. Like, people always say there's like a California accent. That California accent didn't come along until 50s, 60s, probably. Whereas you're talking about Austria... 
Australia, Great Britain, Scotland. I mean, they've been around for centuries. So for you to be able to drop that and pick up an American accent is very, very hard. Well, not for you. You can pick and, up these accents and you can do things. I can't. Some people just aren't programmed. But you can do accents Oh, but I have to well. really work at it. I have to really work at it. I only do it for comedy and it's, you know, I mean, <laughs> Australian's my favorite. Do an Australian. I can't just do it. I oh, have to be like, you in have the, to be in, in the, the moment. moment. Crikey, bastard. Yeah. Crikey. Yes. <laughs> Let me get you motivated with some crikey. <laughs> I don't know. What do Australian people like I can do it like say? if I'm reading something. That's, okay. All right. Well, I don't want it to be forced, but yeah. It was funny because we were talking about accents yesterday. The sexiest accent, uh, according yeah. to people, Australian. Right. And the, un- I, the unsexiest uh, is like Boston or New York. Are you sure it's not this? Um. I think I'll be back. Mm-hmm. I'll get to the chopper. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not the tumor. Uh, I hope you have enough room so I can ram my fist in your stomach and break your goddamn spine. You know, hasta la vista, baby. Hasta la vista, baby. He's Austrian, right? That's an Austrian accent? Yeah, he's Austrian. Yeah. All right. Well, today it's the Sinister Six Pack, day number three. Here we are. Uh, you're listening for the sounder. When you hear it, text the word Sinister to the 805 Beer text lines, 805-543-3693. Hopefully you've programmed that into your phone by now. If you, uh, if you don't know that number, I'll give it to you one more time. 805-543-3693. And uh, when you answer the phone, because what's going to happen is we're going to take the first person that texts in Sinister. We're going to call you right back. You have to answer the phone, KZOZ Sinister Six Pack, or you'll end up like the girl yesterday and the dude before that, uh, the day before that, that did not win. They got in first on the text, but they didn't answer the phone correctly. So answer the phone, KZOZ Sinister Six Pack, and that'll give you an opportunity to drop the guillotine and either get a CD or instantly win two tickets to the show. Everybody who gets uh, who answers the phone uh, the proper way will also be qualified for the six-pack upgrade and the slow, safe ride ride from your house to the show and back. All right. Details and more at KZOZ.com. 93.3 KZOZ. Got tickets to see Devo on their 50th anniversary farewell tour. We're giving those away all this week. We do it at 940 if you know the show. We could ask a question anytime about anything we talk about. That's how it works. So the more you listen, the better chance you have to win. You and I um, collected baseball cards around the same time. Mm-hmm. We did it strictly for profit, right? Mid to late 80s, early 90s. Favorite players or anything like that. We're like, oh, whoa, these things are like commodities until they became became not commodities anymore because the market was flooded with them. Do you remember a baseball player by the name Nelson Liriano? The name sounds familiar, yes. I don't remember anything about it. It sounds familiar because he was like a a future, uh, what was it? Don Russ had a card in the um, rookie, the rookies. rated rookie or something like that. Yeah, it was the, called the rated rookie or something like that. And Nelson Liriano was a rated rookie. And Fred McGriff, who was far more successful with his career, um, played for the Toronto Blue Jays. And Nelson Liriano played for the Toronto Blue Jays. And we used to wait after Mariners games for the opposing teams to walk out from the from their locker room to the bus. And it was about... Hmm, 50 yards that they had to walk to. And then we would pester them to sign the autographs and we would get the cards of the people that we had. And, and we'd be like, Oh, hey, there's, you know, there's, 
There's um, Nelson Lariano. Well, <laughs> my buddy went up to Fred McGriff and says, Nelson, 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 oh will gosh, you sign no. my card? <laughs> I said, I would, but it, it's, not my, it's not my card, man. Fred McGriff was actually really nice about it. And then a bunch of other card collectors. You're such a jerk, man. You know that's Fred McGriff. That's not Nelson Liriano. And I felt bad for Josh. He's like, I didn't know, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, why would I make myself look like an idiot in front of a baseball player? I mean, the picture that I have on the baseball card is very far away. Um, This happened to Stephen Jenkins. You know who he is? I don't. (laughs) Which I think is very funny because he's being all indignant about the... Authenticity of autograph. Stephen Jenkins is the lead singer for Third Eye Blind, and he's picking up his luggage at the airport okay. on the baggage carousel. I know Third Eye and somebody Blind. Co- and, and somebody comes up to him, and this is how the exchange goes down. Okay, somebody was there recording it. It's. Hey, so he asks him for an autograph. I'm going to kind of give you the captions on this because it's it's. In a baggage claim, so the audio is not great. But the guy goes up to him. He says, "Can I have your autograph?" He goes, "He goes, you know what? I need you to prove your worth." Doesn't he? Doesn't say that. But prove like, that you're how how much of a fan you are. Yeah, name a song autograph. that's out of off of our album, "Out of the Vein," which I'm guessing is an album that didn't have many hits on it. This guy sounds super insecure. We only remember the songs from Third Eye Blind's first album, right? <laughs> if you're a true fan, man. And how many hits did they have? Like two or three in the Well, they had a bunch of songs on that one album and then that was it, right? Yeah. So uh so then it continues. So he's like, I can't believe you're literally gonna quiz me because I want your autograph. And then Stephen Jenkins goes into the explanation, and it's actually a fair explanation. Because there's a business of signing stuff that goes up on eBay. Sure. And I don't want to participate. That's cool. I mean, Sam? I know, it's like, good lord. I'll sign one record, okay? Okay. What's your name? Nick. To Nick. So, he ends up signing one record for the guy, because the guy's like, dude, I can't believe you're going to quiz me on that, and maybe Stephen Jenkins ends up feeling bad for it? I don't know. Um, but, it's like, what's the eBay, eBay market for Stephen Jenkins' autograph yeah, on Third Eye Yeah, I know, that can't be much. It can't be much. And I know what he's talking about, and other fans... Uh, have or I'm sorry, other people have posed as fans to get this done. Uh, so I would have just went. And then he said, "No, that was fastball." <laughs> no, no, that was a third eye blind song. That that one is a third eye blind song. Yeah, yeah. You should have said uh, like that's the, You would have to know. God, the only song like, I can think of like, off okay, that album, you know, and if it's that, that album, is so Jumper. Funny. I think Jumper is the. You should have said. So when he says name a song out of the vein, I would have said Hey Jealousy, Bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you are. That's what you are of the Gin Blossoms, man. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. Good morning with your Central Coast headlines. I'm Scott Taylor. A Paso Robles man has been sentenced for breaking into a woman's home and sexually assaulting her. 
36-year-old Courtney Allen Kuros was accused of felony first-degree burglary and sexual battery. He pleaded no contest to the charges against him last month. Yesterday, he was sentenced to 25 years and eight months in state prison. A Lompoc Cannabis Lab has dodged a shutdown order for now. Santa Barbara County Air Pollution Control officials say the operators of Central Coast Agriculture ignored multiple warnings and notices of violations by operating without required permits. Following a hearing between the two parties, Central Coast Agriculture was given a 60-day extension. Company officials are hopeful to have the application process completed by December 6th. And a new study claims climate change is having a significant impact on youth. ABC's Lionel Moise has more. Climate change-related events like weather disasters, heat, and air pollution leave young people vulnerable to short-term risks of trauma and PTSD and long-term struggles with mental health. This from a new report from the American Psychological Association. Researchers found climate change can disrupt fetal development, increase anxiety and depression, and lead to ADHD and educational deficits. The report noted the risks only compound with other life factors as children get older, which could lead to an increased risk of suicide. Lionel Moyes, ABC News. With your Central Coast headlines, I'm Scott Taylor. Experience the beauty and wonder of fall colors this season. Escape to the San Ynez Valley behind the wheel of a Toyota 4Runner. Drive away a winner during our 100K Weekly Wheels Car and Free Play giveaway from Chumash Casino Resort. Earn entries now for a chance to win this rugged SUV or a share of $50,000 in slot free play. Drawings every Sunday in October, 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Welcome to Freedom. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Jeff Jeremy here with the KZOZ Sinister Six Pack. You can hear that sinister sounder at any time. That's Alice Cooper. He's coming to Vina Robles a week from this upcoming Monday. And uh, we got a six-pack of tickets and transportation, courtesy of Slow Safe Ride. Plus, we're giving away tickets to the show and CDs and two uh, pieces of vinyl. This is Schools Out and Killer on Vinyl. KZOZ.com if you want to find out more. We hope to see you at the show with us on Monday, October the 23rd. You can still buy tickets at KZOZ.com. If you hear the Sinister Six-Pack Sounder, text SINISTER to 805-543-3693. If we call you back, and we will call somebody back answer the phone kzoz sinister six pack and you're in to play the game so uh vaughn's down the street they did the big they did a big upgrade not just the starbucks but the um they 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 increased their self-checkout from what used to be six kiosks to now i have to count them out one two they have a lot there one two three four five I'm a Six, self-checkout seven, guy now. Eight, nine, ten, ten. They have ten kiosks now, yeah. which is which increases your capacity. Are you a, a self-checkout, or do you still like to go to the person? And- oh, I'll tell you this right now. I'm not going to mention the grocery stores, but there's two grocery stores very close to my house. I used to go to one of them all the time because it was a little bit closer to my house. But then the other one is like, I mean, it's like the driving distance is negligible. Okay, I mean, it's like you know, like it takes me. Three minutes to get one and five minutes to get the other. So, and that's because of a stoplight. So, uh, I'll go to the one that's five minutes now. And I never used to go to that one before because they just recently put in self-checkout at, the, at that one. So, I can go in, grab what I want, quickly get out and be on my way. I only go to that store. I don't go to the other one anymore because they have yet to instill self-checkout. 
They don't, I don't know have. what it is. I just, yeah, I like it. You better. have to stand in line. That's what it is. You have yes, to stand you in have line. To stand in line. Yeah. Even sometimes for self checkout, I've I've stood I've stood at least one back or waiting for one to open. Even at Costco, so, I like self checkout. It's better. I was talking to the guy that got the upgrade. Um, I. You understand, I, I live at Vaughn's because my kids are always wanting a snack and they're always going to some kind of sporting event. Monday through Thursday, they've got like a practice, uh, some something going on. So it's like, hey, I want a snack. I'm like, fine, we're going to Vaughn's. So we'll go to Vaughn's. So I've gotten to strike up this relationship with the dude that that runs the, the, the checkout there. And I asked him yesterday, I was like, hey, how are you liking your new setup? He's like, really? Quite frankly? It's a lot. I'm like, why is it a lot? He's like, because now I have to look at 10 of these things. And if I get pulled away for a second, who knows? Somebody could walk out with something. And then all of a sudden we got more, more loss. And it's so funny that I was like, oh, really? I didn't even think of it that way. Uh, because I'm, I don't come from the mindset of people that would steal, but I'm sure they're targets for, for, you know, people, you know, like the self checkout, you could theoretically act like you're, scanning something and put it in a bag and then, you know, not bring it up and walk out. I'm sure that they probably lose a lot of items and, and maybe that's what the cause of, of raising prices are in, in grocery stores. Who knows? I don't know the economics of it, but this is CNBC uh, re- reporting about um, grocery stores rethinking the, the whole model. With some shoppers sounding off on the technical hurdles and companies surveying new data. CNBC reports that according to multiple retail advisors, self-checkout machines increase the risk of theft and in some cases are outweighing the investments companies made in them. Hmm. Changes might be afoot and shoppers aren't shocked. In fact, the report continued. A couple of the companies considering changes include Costco, which has started asking staff to check membership cards in the self-checkout lanes and assist with scanning after noticing more abuse of card sharing. Mm. And Walmart reportedly renovating two stores in the Albuquerque, New Mexico area to strip away the self-checkouts in completing efforts at a third store. See? That's humanity. interesting. Humanity taking, taking jobs back from the robots, all because humanity has to steal crap. <laughs> Well, self-checkout, you're not taking anything from a robot. I mean, it's just people doing their own thing. I, I realize they thought they would try this, and it's not working. At Costco, there's actually, I think we talked about, there's different color tape of the receipts. When you yes, go through green. the main... I noticed that. It's, it's green, and when you go through the, uh, the self-checkout, it's white with blue stripes on the side. And they probably switch it around from store to store or whatever. But, uh, yeah, and only one time did I forget to ring something up because I had a 36er of uh, beer in there. Here's that, and I had a little uh, package of butter, and it was in front of it in the cart. And the guy came over and scanned the beer because he has to. And then when I went to scan the rest of the stuff, I forgot about it. I got to the checkout, oh, and she's sure looking at it. Forgot about and, it. And they caught the. They're like, "Oh yeah, it was ten dollars worth of butter." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed." And ten dollars, so, ten dollars, man. Know. You know, you sneak one past the goalie, ten bucks. That, that pays for your Powerball tickets for that week. You do the carry gold, it's like fifteen, but you get the Costco Kirkland grass fed stuff. I think it's just as good. It's ten bucks, nine ninety five. But anyways, so yeah. Kirkland's pretty good at ripping now. Stuff you know what? I learned mm-hmm. my lesson. And so now I make sure I count everything. But that's what they do. Uh, I asked, I said, so are you looking for every item? She goes, nope, I'm just counting. It says right here that you have 14 items. I'm looking to make sure we have 14 here and not more um, or less. You, um, 
I think what they need to do if they're going to continue with this self-checkout is make an example of people that get caught. I don't know how you do that because in California you can't even get in trouble as long as it's under like $950 and everything in a grocery store is under $950. So there you just have to let these people walk because nobody's going to prosecute them. So you have to get tough on crime first, right? Um, which that's a long battle in this state. They'd rather get tough on the food coloring used in flaming hot Cheetos than actual people stealing from other people. But, there should be some kind of loud alarm. You remember the loud alarm that would accidentally go off when you walk through it and at at a store like you're at like a like a uh, oh with the sensor on it like a Macy's or, <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it would it would erroneously call you out on it. You're like, hey man, oh what what I I didn't do anything. Dude, I, I got a receipt anything. right here, dude. Come on, bring it. I got a receipt. That bitch over there didn't demagnetize this thing or something. I That's got a what you need. You need, because, I mean, <laughs> here you have somebody that you hire to assist the self-checkout people. Some cases, if you have a big self-checkout bank, you need two of those people. Then you have a person sitting there at the at the check stand. I mean, everybody just becomes a security guard at that point. Why not get back to getting to know your neighbors and all that stuff and just opening more lanes and hiring more people but the problem is in the state of california that minimum wage is skyrocketing and that's going to make the prices of the groceries skyrocket so you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't because if they try to replace it with automation then people are just going to figure ways around the automation through current laws and steal things and then drive up the prices for everybody so the price is going to go up regardless this can't, is our Axiom get around it. 360 poll question today. Uh, checkouts, self-checkout or old-school lane checkout? Which, uh, which do you use? You can vote now at KZOZ.com. 93.3 KZOZ rocks the 805. KZOZ. Morning sports. Well, the Texas Rangers have swept the Orioles out of contention for an American League championship. 7-1 was the final in Game 3 last night. Houston Astros are a game away from moving closer to a shot at the World Series. They lead their five-game series two games to one after beating the Twins 9-1. to The Dodgers are in a must-win situation tonight when they meet with the Diamondbacks in Arizona tonight at 6.07. Dodgers are trailing Arizona two games to none. And the Braves and Phillies are back in action, tied at a game of peace. They get together this afternoon at 2.07. Major League Baseball legend Steve Garvey has announced that he'll be running for U.S. Senate in 2024. He made the announcement yesterday to fill the seat formerly held by Senator Dianne Feinstein, who passed away earlier this month. And former Olympic gymnast Mary Lou Retton is fighting for her life in the intensive care unit with pneumonia. Her daughter, McKenna Kelly, shared the news on her Instagram story yesterday. Retton made history at the 1984 Summer Olympic Games in L.A. when she became the first American to win an Olympic individual. Some people be. This is my night job. You may ask, what is your day job? I am a lunchman lady. Yes. <laughs> That's what I do. I work at a cafeteria. It's great. Not at school, at a business, but still, same idea. Uh, people always come in to get their morning coffees and they're going off to their jobs. They always try to give me words of encouragement because they realize what I'm doing. They're always, <laughs> they're like, oh, thanks for the coffee. Take her easy, buddy. And they go off. It's like, hey, I'm 26 
and I work in a cafeteria. Maybe you shouldn't be telling me to take it easy. Right? <laughs> Clearly, I am. All right? <laughs> How about you tell me something real? Like, hey, man, thanks. Get your together. All right. I'm off to make real money. Okay. Uh. Dumbass of the day. 93.3 KZOZ. Okay. Uh, juicy juice. That is 100% juice marketed towards kids because they use the word juicy in front of juice. Brilliant marketing, right? They, they can't were, just call it juice? Yeah. They were uh, using words uh, to increase their impact before uh, activists were. The activist class. Uh, they, they, they surveyed a thousand parents, okay? One in three parents, that means 33% of the parents, say they would rather clean the bathroom than do this. What do you think it is? Oh, Juicy Juice surveyed the parents? Mm-hmm. And what juicy. was the... What was the percentage? Again? One in three would rather clean the bathroom than do this. The laundry. I, no. I'm, I'm not. Make dinner. Give you another statistical throughout you. 50% say they would rather fold the laundry. So, then do this. Play with Since their you just kids. just gave me that one, I'll no go ahead and give you another. One in five would rather get a cavity filled oh, than do this. 20%. God. 20% of people would rather give a, get a cavity filled than do this. This is where we're going wrong in this country, as a country. Keep in mind, it was juicy juice. Have a prostate exam. No. That's oh. what I would rather have a cavity filled. Than a pro- I had one. I'm not having another one. It was packing their kids' lunches. They hate packing their kids' lunches. Oh, is that tough? That's it takes easy. about five minutes to pack a kid's lunch, and uh, they say it's that one more thing at the end of the day or during the morning rush that parents are just over. This is great news. I mean, that like to know that parents are so lazy that they can't pack the lunch for the kids to take to school, I'm investing in every company that provides food for, lunch, for school lunches because yeah. if, if parents can't handle that, what else are they not handling? They're already sticking devices in their kids' hands left and right so to keep the kids occupied so they don't have to have a conversation with their kids while they're on their devices. Everybody's just walking around on devices. Mike Leach had it right. Everybody's just walking around. Rest in peace, Mike Leach. Everybody's just walking around like this, like a bunch of dumb, dumb robots. Now your kids are doing it, too. And you don't even have the time at the end of the day to take five minutes, say, what would you like for lunch tomorrow? Let's talk about this. Okay, let's talk about your options. See, it's a teachable moment. Is that what you do? You ask your kids? Every day. Yeah, I'm like, hey, what do you guys want for lunch tomorrow? Oh, you're such a great dad. I didn't get I got peanut butter and jelly. Or I got my, yeah I know, I know. I, it's within it's within like it's not like they're like oh I'll have some seafood fettuccine <laughs> like, no. hey how about that lasagna <laughs> it's like bagels and salami or turkey sandwich okay that's pretty much what we what we go with ninety percent of the time 
But we talk about it, and I'm like, hey, we got grapes today. You guys want some carrots? Uh, you know, what? this is what we got going on here. This is what's on the menu today. Gosh, it and, doesn't uh, seem that And hard. then you talk, you're talking about food. You're talking about food options, and they're like, hey, we want tons of candy. And I'm like, well, you can have one little piece of candy as your dessert. Let's go over some healthier options. It's a teachable moment, right? Instead, you're just going to pawn it off on the school. You're already pawning the kids off on the school. Now you can't get what they eat. People you can't are. even spend five minutes to do the, what, they, what they eat. More than 50% of parents don't like doing it because it's that one more thing, that another task on their list that they have to do at the end of the day. At some point, I keep thinking that things are going to change, that all these morons so. out there, are something's going to bite them in the ass and they're going to realize, hey, uh, maybe I ought to do this a little different. Maybe I ought to like, yeah. Maybe I, I should listen to something my parents taught me. Something. Come on, yo. Be a parent. Spend five minutes packing a kid's lunch. It might even buy you some bonding time with them. I mean, is there and a lot of pressure? Like, like, can you is, can you go is... get you know, like a bag? You know, we always used to get that big uh, box of chips and had Doritos, potato chips, Fritos. I don't know, corn chips, something like that in there. And I would get a bag of chips. I would get a sandwich no, I mean, and an yeah, apple. We, we do that. And a diet yeah. Pepsi. That was That's my what lunch. We do. That was That's my lunch. Sometimes it's like you know, wheat thins or potato chips in a Ziploc bag. If we don't have any of those little little bags, yeah, okay. laying around. I mean, so, it's not like we go crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm 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 cutting up radishes. Well, I know. I know and, the peer pressure on being ranch. a parent. What you pack in your kid's lunch because you're being judged. I mean, I, I just you know don't what? know. Seventy percent of those parents said that they um, the the number one reason why they don't like doing it is because the kids' lunches come back half eaten, anyways. Who cares? Like, so what? Yeah, they're a so kid. What? Maybe they can't eat all that. That's fine. At least they ate something. You know, my, this happens often with my kids. Not so much with my eldest because I think she's going through growth spurts right now. But my my son, he's the, he's the younger of the bunch, and he. Says I didn't have enough time to eat it. I was like, I know what your priorities are. You want to go out and play with recess? That's right. fine. <laughs> Guess what? You only ate a half a sandwich go- today. You're getting the second half tomorrow. <laughs> That's what I say. So, well, if you're hungry right now, you can eat it on your way home. <laughs> oh, okay. If it's still good. here when I gets home, I'm putting later. it in the fridge, and you're getting that second half tomorrow. <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> good. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, Jeff. There's nothing wrong with that. Parents of the world. I mean, come on. You can't be burdened with a five-minute chore at the end of the day that is actually going to give your kids nutrition. You're Jeff and Jeremy's. Dumbass of the day. (laughs) It's Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.5. Toronto hanging out with us. It is... Uh, Harvest Wine Month up in Paso Robles, but we've, I figured let's take a random caller because, you know, that's always fun to do when we have somebody in studio. Hi, good morning. You're on the air. What's going on? Hey, my name's John, and I was the first day Power Trip ticket winner, and I just called to say thank you, guys. Uh, we went to the show, and we had a blast. I took my 13-year-old kid uh, on his birthday, which was Saturday. And we had a blast. I just called to say thanks. Hey, great. You know, Chris, this was uh, Metallica uh, and uh, Iron Maiden. And then on the next night, it was ACDC and Judas Priest. And then the final night was Metallica and Tool. What was the best night? Um, well, for my for my uh, my son, John, his, his favorite band, surprisingly, was Judas Priest. Hmm. And then for my wife, my wife, she really enjoyed ACDC. 
And myself, I was down for Metallica. So. It's a little something for everyone. Man, I you go to that, Chris? Oh, I wish I could have. I, yeah. I, I, I thought for sure you that has you penciled all over Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Every single band, especially Tool. I'm such a big Tool fan. I would have loved to have gone. Yeah. Uh, come all right. Thanks for the call, buddy. We appreciate life, you for listening. Life, life, <laughs> how, many times have you seen, how many times have you seen Tool, Chris? Oh, actually, honestly, only once. And it was recently, too. Really? It was, uh, what was it, last year, I think it was? Yeah. In Dallas. But uh, it was pretty special, though, because we... I was with a, a, a buddy uh, who is really good friends with um, the drummer, Danny Carey. And so we actually got to go uh, in the fan, friends and family area yeah. um, in like eighth row or something center. And then we got to hang out with Danny afterward and stuff. So oh, it was pretty cool. 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 Gosh, that's, okay. so you can never see them again because <laughs> you had that experience was, the actually, one time that you saw them. <laughs> I was waiting to come into studio and my son is texting me. He's like, dad, Tool just announced new, more California dates. Can we go? I'm like, yeah, I've been yeah. There. <laughs> there, done that. Well, what was it like then when uh, James Maynard Keen came to Paso Robles for the wine event? I think it was Hospice to Rome yeah. or something. I mean, you were there. Uh, did you yeah, get a yeah, chance I met to... met him and everything. Yeah, that must have been pure cool. pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, you know, he introduces himself for, as James, not even right. Maynard. Because he's there, but he, he wants a, to talk about the wine. He's like... Oh, he just wanted to talk about wine, and you could see that. And I met him at, at that Saxon party, and... That was pretty cool. We got to hang out and, you know, talk wine, talk Paso, talk Arizona, talk all about where, you know, he's growing grapes and everything over there in Jerome, I think it is. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and then saw him intermittently throughout the, the events. Really nice guy, like, but focused on wine. He did not want to talk music. He didn't want pictures. He didn't want to. So all he's that good kind at compartmentalizing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we is that uh, a trait of a wine. Of, and you know a wine what? Guy? He's real deal though. He's real. He is making his wine. Like mm-hmm. he really is. Like he's got all of those things happening for him. He's he's not just paying somebody to to do something for him and slap his name on it. He's literally doing the work himself. Yeah, I was amazed at. Um, uh, they don't do it anymore because they're retiring. But Laura, um, I was talking with her when she was telling me that you know they were getting out of the 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 Kramers. They were getting out of the wine business, and I was like, "Oh, what's your winemaker going to do?" She's like, "It's me." Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, "What?" She's like, "I make all the wine." Didn't you know that? I was like, "No, I had no idea." She must have a consulting winemaker. Huh. <laughs> really, I didn't know that. All right. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, he was all dressed in like all winemakers are dressed in like a jeans, uh, usually a Patagonia vest, and like some sort of you know just uh, collared. We got Chris Toronto in studio. Good morning. It is Jeff and Jeremy. We're going to be talking about uh, wine harvest month. I said Paso wine month, Paso harvest month. Uh, plus, I know PasoWine.com has got a new app out. That's supposed to be pretty slick. We'll talk about that in a minute, too. But first, I was looking at this list of words, and uh, these are the most common words that people have trouble pronouncing. And I'm going to ask Jeff first, by the way, for Chris, because he knows the oh, word. Okay. He knows my word. Do you know what word I have? Is it, is it mill? <laughs> no, it's not mill. I could say mill or meal. I know I tend to say windmill instead of windmill, but the word is rural. Rural, rural. is the number Terrible. one word that people have a hard time pronouncing. And rural, I mean, you sound like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Give it a spin, Chris. Rural. Oh, God, you're worse than Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded good to me. I know. It always sounds good to you, say it right? Say again. 
rural. Which is hard because you are making it worse now when you try to say it again. You're like, you're thinking about it. Just don't think about it. Rural. I will come back. It's a word that you need to say often based on your job. Dang it. All right. How is it supposed to be pronounced? Rural. Rural. I think the rule I saw was I read about this because people have such a hard time. It's kind of like rule and then earl. So you say rural. Rural. Ooh. Yeah. So if you think about it that way, I think it helps. Rural. By the way. Break it up into two. Rural. Chris Toronto, another guy that wears glasses. I've been wearing glasses the last couple of years. I like those frames. Where'd you get those? Thank you. Is that a I private deal? Uh, from uh, no, we got them from our our local uh, Dr. Copper over on Vine Street oh, in Paso. Those are pretty See, smart. If I had your job, I would just peruse the... Because are they reading glasses or are they a special pr- prescription? Th- these are actually progressive. So when you get to be a man of my age, you actually have to have these things where your 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 magnification is more up higher than it is down low. Oh, okay. So this is the, the fancy. I was going to say, I would just like, uh, you know, walk into a tasting room on a Saturday afternoon and be like, oh, look, there's some reading glasses. I'll just go ahead and take those. Because <laughs> I'm sure they get left behind. I haven't seen you wear your Ew. reading glasses in a while. Jeff used to buy them at like, uh, I don't know, uh, Rite I still do. Aid, I, I just, see, here's the problem with it. And I don't know if you guys run across the same problem, is when you wear them, so it's a, it, it, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario, at least with my vision. And if you wear them, then when you take them off later on, everything is blurry. And then you can't read anything without them. So it's like it's like crack for the eyes. You're like, <laughs> yeah, you're going to see everything in high def, but... When you take them off, you're going to be blind as a bat. So I, I'd rather, I'd rather go at like eighty percent without them on, as opposed to a hundred percent with them on, forty percent with them off. Mm-hmm. And it takes a while for it to, to readjust. So maybe at the end of the evening, I have no problem doing it. Like when I'm in bed reading something on my phone or something like that, I'll put them on. But that's the only time I put them on. All right, my na- mine's not up there. Uh, yours isn't up there, huh? Yeah, Jeremy just shared this list of well, I want words. To, uh, Yeah, uh, this is so fun. We have a guest in the studio. Let's try to embarrass him. Uh, let's read number 11 on the list, Chris. Can you see it? Yes. Okay. How do you pronounce All right, that? ready? How can he not? He's got those awesome glasses. I do. I, and see, I have to look up here to see it because it's... You notice how I away. set him up with the new glasses right. to make sure that... Because I knew I was going to post this on the screen. Okay. Realtor. Yes. Yeah. Uh, people Real- say it wrong all the time. Uh, let's see. Jeff, how about... What do they say? Realtor? Realtor? Realtor. Yeah, it's realtor. Yeah. And uh, huh. Marlboro is, is on the I don't even know. Can I, can I tell you? I have no idea what seven is. Anemone? An- anemone. Anemone. Oh, anemone. anemone. Yeah. You, how many times have you seen uh, Finding Nemo with your kids? Anemone. And then, the, and then the the other fish is, all right, all right, don't hurt yourself saying that. <laughs> I'm not, I don't remember that. Like, my kids weren't really into Finding Nemo all that much. Can I, I tell you, we're doing this contest right now with Alice Cooper, and uh, the, we have this uh, guillotine, but I always said guillotine, and it's not guillotine, it's guillotine, but it looks well, like yeah. guillotine because well, it's like G-U-I-L. Well, I mean, it's a melody here. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, you can't say it. <laughs> Jeff cannot say sommelier. 
Familiar. Familiar. <laughs> Great. It's I perfect. told him, I yeah. said, just go with song. Stick to Everybody it. says that anyways. The one for me, and I'm surprised it was not on that list, is I cannot do it unless I really slow it down. Anonymity. 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 Right. Yeah, I could say it. I, I think you. it's easier to Anonymity. pronounce it when you read it, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Versus telling me to say rural. True. Yeah. Like if you're if you're just reading it, yeah. rural probably comes off the tongue a little bit easier yeah. than when you're putting pressure on somebody to say it right. <laughs> That's why Jeremy gets it wrong ninety percent of the time because he knows that there's pressure. Oh, I'm sweating over here. It's just so much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll come back with Chris Toronto. We're going to talk about uh, what's happening this month for harvest. It's uh, Paso Harvest Month. What is the official title? Am I burnering it? What is it called? Chris? Har- harvest Wine Month. Okay. So I had all the words. I had them in the wrong direction. Oh, Jeremy, you should get Jeremy working in the branding department. You got Paso in there. On it. <laughs> got to get Paso in there. All right. We'll be right back from PasoWine.com and the Paso Robles Wine Country Alliance. Chris Toronto. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning, 93.3 KZOZ. And Harvest Wine Month happening up in Paso Robles. So let's talk about the new app first. And we all know that you can go to PasoWine.com. And if you didn't know that, anything Paso Robles, winery-wise, especially on event weekends, you can find out everything that's going on at certain wineries by category, whether you want to see food, a band, uh, if they're doing maybe tours in the vineyards. These are all things that you can kind of check, and then it'll you guys kind of filter that out and give them a list of options that they may have pet friendly so on yeah absolutely there's a lot of filters on the app so just go where you buy an app find pass a wine app what's really awesome is is on that front page i don't know if you can see that or yeah, not I can see uh, jeremy uh but it there's two buttons one says explore wineries one says upcoming events for purposes of october being harvest wine month click on upcoming events and boom, you've got every event happening in October for Harvest Wine Month right there in front of you. You can pick from all kinds of stuff. I mean, and it just comes right up. Calesta Truffle Tour, Backyard Beekeeping Retreat, Winemaker Happy Hours, Trivia Night at Zaneda, um, live music events all over the place. All, all these things are right there. Uh, and you can just scroll through, find the dates that you like. You can filter that. So, like, if you know, like, oh, next weekend is when I want to go. And do something. Go and filter that, and and you'll be able to see like what's happening just that week or that weekend. What about Harvest Wine awesome. Weekend? Is that still a thing, or is it just now becoming no. an entire month? It's just the whole month. We, we we it was a lot of pressure putting on our wineries to say, okay, you're in the middle of the busiest time of year. Throw a party or do a something on the third weekend of October. Yeah, you have to do it on this Saturday. I don't give a crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So now, like giving them the opportunity to do it sometime in October. Uh, and then we market it and, you know, we've got a lot of marketing out there. We, this is marketing. Here I am, you know, even though mm-hmm. it's super fun. Uh, but we, we're getting the word out to get people here to come and enjoy Paso Robles wine country, especially locals too. I mean, you're right here. Uh, and maybe, maybe I don't want to plan a thing out doing, going wine tasting or whatever, or maybe you've got friends coming into town and, it's the month of October. Yeah, Boom, right I mean, there. and Figure the other thing is, you know, I'm I've been known to go to the Opolo party for years, and I love the Opolo party, and I've gone for over like 15 years. But the problem is, when you do that, you alienate all the other stuff. Now I can do that, and then on other right. weekends I can do other things, which is kind of cool. You can you can pick exactly. your path. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so you can still do that favorite thing that you want to do, but then 
Try something else because somebody's going to be doing something throughout the month. There's like 150 events going on. So. Yeah, and we, we live here, so we know this, and 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 we're we're privy to it. And I, I'm sure you guys do a fair, a, a pretty good job of marketing um, it elsewhere. But like, if you have friends that come here, you're going to make your life easier by just sending them the link to the app yeah. and be like, pick what you want to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Absolutely. I know you're coming here. You're going to ask me fifty thousand questions. All the answers are right there on the app. Just yeah. just pick what you want to do, and we'll go do it. Okay. I, if, you know, you bring up a good point too, because like if if you're local and you're listening, and let's just say you're in the hospitality industry, whether you're a server someplace, a driver, or maybe you're working the front desk of a hotel, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. So, there you go. Okay. Open up your play or your wherever you get your apps yeah. and, and I'll hook you up and then these are the things you can do today. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll probably get a good tip out of it too if you're yeah. working in the yeah. hospital. If you, if, yeah, yeah, exactly. Boom, That's a good point. Yeah. So yeah, Harvest Wine Month. I mean, harvest harvest is underway. You know, it is a little later this year, but everybody's busy now. Everybody's picking, everybody's doing something related to harvest. And so uh it's a good time to get out there and see what's happening. Go enjoy. See that one time of year when you're actually kind of smelling the smells and seeing the sights of harvest when things, when wine is actually being made. It only happens one time a year. So it's such a fun there. party. And I feel like the Paso Robles wineries really, if you, for lack of a better term, lay out the red carpet, they, they do it up. It's a, it's a fun time yeah. for them. And they're celebrating, you know, getting all this fruit in and celebrating another year. And I just feel like it's always some of the best times. So go to PasoWine.com. Uh, you can also find uh, Paso Wine on Instagram, Paso Wine, and on Facebook, Paso Robles Wine, and the new Paso Wine app, which is Paso Wine or Paso Wine app in your app store. If you just type in Paso Wine, it comes up on the okay. app store. There you go. Good yeah. to see you, Chris. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. Fool or die. <laughs> Rural. 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 Or how do you say Paso Robles? Paso, Paso Robles? No, don't even get a start. I say Paso. <laughs> Damn it. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. This best ACDC live song ever. Uh, that is a whole lot of Rosie, and that's for our girl Heather out of Morro Bay. Number one this week in the MVP status for the Red Zone Challenge. She got 12 games right. We didn't mention any of the people that uh, that were runners-up in this. Robert Pearson uh, out of Napomo, uh, he got 11 right. And then uh, Somebody else Joe got- Nito. Didn't somebody else get 11 right? Didn't somebody else get 11 right? Yeah, Joe Nito. Joe Nito out of uh, Paso Robles. And isn't there like a like a, a third one that got 11 right? Uh, was that Tammy Harris? Uh, no. Uh-uh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, you got 11 right, didn't you? Yeah. Nice job. Nice job. And how many games were there total, by the way? There, were well, there because there was four teams on the bye, so there was... 13. Or no. Oh, 13. 13 total. Yeah, 13 total. Oh, okay. That's pretty good to miss one. No, I missed two. So there was four. Oh, no, 13 total. Yeah, I missed. Okay. No, I missed three. I missed three. So there was 14 total games. Sorry. I had to do some math there. All right. Well, I just want whoever I is going the damn in Packers. and changing my picks somehow. I've taken screenshots of uh, my picks this week, and I'm on to you. I'm on to you. So, uh just be aware. Oh gosh, we got to get our picks together for tomorrow. We've been dealing with some technical oh. issues behind the scenes here. And this is the eight to eight thirty block is typically when I will um, get those games together, and we have been dealing with those technical issues, so I have not had a chance to uh, as of recent. All right. Well, you st- you still have time to do it. We don't do the picks till 
uh, much later tomorrow. So right, I know, but I'd like to get them in there so they can do their research. You know, I mean, it's Kevin and Leslie. They're like they're like hounding me. They said, "Is there any way you can send them on Tuesday nights?" Like, well, you know, a lot of a lot of news comes a lot of out. Change a lot of news comes out change. on Wednesdays, guys. You know, I mean, like you got to wait for the news to come out and see see well, how, how that affects this, the lines. This big. Uh, Nail biter, uh, Minnesota at Chicago. Both teams one and four. It's, <laughs> that's got to be pretty even. Uh, let's see here. But Chicago coming off their first big win and like what was that? Their first win in fourteen games or something like that. Oh god, that's uh, sad. The other, <laughs> really sad. Really sad. Tough being a Bears fan. Uh, and then it seems like uh, this this Dallas Chargers game might be interesting. Did you see what so the Minnesota might, Vikings did yesterday? About. No, what they do. Well, one, they placed Justin Jefferson on IR. So they're, they're, they're protecting him. They don't want him to Chicago get Chicago did. Minnesota. With, oh, the, Minnesota, the, Vikings, yeah, with the Vikings did. And, um, and so they, they, they placed him on IR. They want to keep him protected for the rest of the season. I, 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 I get, I get it. You know, like he has a little hamstring tweak. Let's not take chances. He is the future of the franchise from a receiving standpoint. But then, I noticed that um, they picked up Colt McCoy. I thought, oh, that's a little bit interesting. Now, I learned, come to learn a little bit later that their backup quarterback has got an injury, so that's probably why they're picking up Colt McCoy. But there's been all this talk because the Vikings suck that um, they want to tank this year so they can get Caleb Williams out of USC for their quarterback with the number one overall pick. Which then means that Kirk Cousins would be on the trading block because they got to unload it. They want to unload his contract. It's a it's a kind of a chunky contract, and he's aging, and and you know they want to get rid of him. So I think there's going to be a Kirk Cousins trade in the coming weeks. I say three weeks. I think that's about when the deadline's done. Before the deadline. Before the deadline, there will be. A Kirk Cousins trade. I think so. I truly do. I think Minnesota wants to lose games. Is that suck? Like, are you happy when your team wants to lose games in order not to as get a fan, not no. to, in order to get a good a good player? Like, yeah, I not as a fan. I mean, then you just want to check out. I think about it, and I thought going into last season that the Seattle Seahawks were going to be in a position to do that because Geno Smith was made the starter, and I was like, oh, that's a tough road to hoe with Geno. And that I couldn't be any further from the truth. He ended up being great, even better than Russell Wilson. That's right. I said it. Better than Russell Wilson. <laughs> and um, and we never had to experience that. But there was like, the, you know, when the Colts uh, were really bad, and they, they, they had a slogan, the suck for luck, because they wanted to get Andrew Luck. They drafted Andrew Luck, and it worked. They, they purposely lost games. <laughs> there should be some kind of rule that says teams are not allowed to purposely lose games. I don't know what it is, what the rule, how you would enforce that rule. But, man, it would suck to be the fan base for that season. You're like, oh, at least we're going to get Andrew Luck next year. You know, <laughs> At least we're going to get Caleb Williams next year. Yeah, well, somebody just throw to Justin Jefferson. In for the future. And how did Minnesota Vikings go from so bad to, I mean, from so good to so bad? Like last year, they had one of the best records in the league, get bumped out in the first round of the playoffs by the lowly Giants, who have like, they're like probably one of the worst teams in the league this year. And it's just the ebb and flow in the National Football League is just, there's no such thing as dynasties anymore. What's the closest thing to a dynasty right now? The Niners? 
two years ago, they were terrible. Yeah, I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. It's the Red Zone Challenge. Uh, all you got to do is pick football games and win, uh, like Heather did. She scored a free round of golf from Sweet Time at Dairy Creek. $25 to go to the poorhouse and free brunch at uh, our friends out at the Sea Venture in Pismo Beach. We've got a staycation there. Are you still in the Survivor game? Uh, and it looks like uh, I am. there's a hundred of us. Ninety-four people are oh, still 94. in the main pool. Oh, I, I checked on Monday. Oh, so people picked the Packers. Six people picked the Packers yeah. to uh, beat the the Raiders, and they got knocked out of the Survivor pool. All right, one in ninety-four chance, baby. <laughs> KCFC.com to play the Red Zone Challenge in your Survivor game. That's a staycation out there. We got $1,000 in cash and a 50-inch TV and soundbar from Coast Electronics. All you have to do is go to KCFC.com, or you can play on the free KCFC app. Download it now in your app store. All right, Def Leppard and The Who coming up after we get Scotty in here with the news. Hang tight. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. Find at KZOZ.com. Keep listening for the sinister uh, sounder. If you hear that, text the word sinister at 805 3693 and answer the phone. Uh, KZOZ sinister sounder or KZOZ sinister six pack. Sorry. Uh, too many sinisters. And you'll uh, get your chance to win a CD or tickets to the show instantly and upgraded for that six pack and round trip transportation from slow safe ride. So let me ask you this question. All right. Uh, here's a woman and she's on TikTok and she's complaining about her landlord. But I think this is. I think this is valid. So tell me why my apartment complex tried to charge me two fifty for a fish as a pet fee. Mind y'all, let me show mm. y'all the fish tank. Two point five gallon fish mm. tank. Mm-hmm. Am I tripping? Yes, you're tripping. <laughs> no, you're not tripping. You're you're absolutely right. That's ridiculous. But this is the problem with policy, right? Policy. I hate policy. Policy is the worst thing in life because it does not, it, it, it says. It has to fit everybody across Yes, it's the board. one size fits all. And it's like, wait, hold on a second. Everything should be looked at with a objectionable eye, I think. You know, it's like, yeah, you get in a fender bender. You get in a fender bender, but you usually pull off to the side of the road, you exchange uh, insurance, and usually, you know, there's nothing. Nothing involved. If you get in an accident, you're negligent, and you you hurt a bunch of people, or you cause a, a total a car. Then they use objectionality in those decisions when it comes to like you know insurance and things like that, and who's at fault and all that stuff. But policy is like we have a pet policy. Oh, is that a like? Wait, how did they even get tipped off that they had a goldfish? Or a, well, maybe maybe she said she did, Who or knows? a fish. And the whole like, reason oh, for a you pet pay. deposit is because pets will, you know, go to the bathroom in the house or they'll, you know, scratch things up, chew things. A fish can't do any of that stuff. I mean, but, it'll go to the bathroom in the tank, but yeah. unless the tank broke, then she'd have some water, but I mean, it's two gallons. Yeah, so I, 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 you know, I know a lot of apartments and rental places have policies about water beds. Like, you can't have a water bed. Now, I don't know who has a water bed in 2023. But that's still a policy that's on the books because of the whole um, thing where, you know, they leak and um, they cause tons of water damage. I get that. But how many gallons was this tank? tank? Two and a half gallons, she said. Okay, just make her sign a piece of paper to say, hey, if if the tank breaks and it causes any water damage, then you're held responsible. Not the $250 pet deposit. 
Yeah, but when you're working with, you know, an, an apartment complex, you got some middleman, you know, it's a person in there, you're paying, I don't know, 20, 25 bucks an hour to manage the place. No, and, you're uh, usually just you know, giving them an apartment. Yeah, or you give them an apartment. Like, remember Ernie? Yeah. Our roommate Ernie, he was apparently a, the manager of this apartment. The complex. worst communicator like, in the in, on the planet. Put you in charge of anything, right? <laughs> He's the worst communicator on the planet. Would be gone for months at a time, and he was the manager of an apartment building. Like I, I asked yeah, him. Like, his I asked number him one day, job is to collect checks. Yeah. How do you collect checks if you're not there? I, I, he'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to I'm going to Chicago for three weeks. I'm going to work at a restaurant in Chicago for three weeks." I'm like. Okay, what happens if there's any problems at your apartment? So he goes, oh, they have my cell phone. I'll just call. Just give me a call, and I'll figure it out. <laughs> like, you figure it out? So this is who you're dealing with. So, you know, the, the objection to life thing, True. you know, it's like True. you don't have a policy in place. But but at least in Ernie's, in Ernie's uh, defense, he would, he, would, he, would, he would be objectionable enough to the point where he'd be like, it's a goldfish? Oh, never mind. I'm not dealing with it. Our buddy Glenn is on the phone, Jeff, and he wants to come to Ernie's defense. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning. Yeah, in Ernie's defense, if he's the apartment manager and someone calls, he's not the one repairing it. They got an electrical problem. A plumbing problem, True. some other problem. He calls somebody else to go fix it. That's why I never he understood why, like, apartment places, like, they have a, especially in today's day and age, they have a commodity in a place to live. Like, places to live are not cheap by any any means oh, no. right now. Yeah, not so even here. Yeah, so even a one-bedroom apartment, like, why you could not be, like, get a jack of like a swiss army knife in there you know like you don't want a guy that's just there to collect checks and then he's just going to parse out all the all the uh work no matter how small it may be to companies that are going to charge a lot of money why would you do that why wouldn't you get like a handyman to also be an apartment manager if i'm a handyman i'm like hey i can fix a lot of the stuff on this property and that is my selling point as to why i should be your apartment manager yeah, but he won't make enough there. He'll just get a place to live. He'll make more money going out and doing odd jobs. Yeah, but you could, I mean. Uh, and he's a cook. He's a chef. Like, but cook. no, but what I'm saying is from a handyman standpoint, you could do you could do a little mix and match, you know? You'd be like, okay, well, yeah. how, like how many repairs if, are there on like a like a 16-unit apartment building? Yeah, probably a couple times a month. But you can, you know, put a lot right. of them off and then go out, you're make right. your money as a handyman and not have to pay rent. You could chunk away a lot of money that way. Yeah, yeah, you'd get a retired I, guy, a retired couple in there as a handyman. That'd be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks Thank for coming to Ernie's defense. Yeah, Next I'm time giving, I see him, I'll say, you know. I'm giving handy, handyman advice this morning for uh, for yeah, uh, the, the the house hacking of, of, of the Central Coast, the, the house hacking problems think, of the Central Coast. I don't think a lot of handymans are looking for apartments. I, maybe they are. True. I don't know. I just feel like a lot, of people that manage, <laughs> a lot of people that manage apartments don't know how to be a handyman. So like Ernie, you know, he just gets a phone call, then he calls a plumber, or he calls a, you know, a contractor True. to come out. True, but I mean, there's a lane there. There's a lane there for somebody who is handy that, you know, could you imagine if you take that, your living expense, your biggest living expense every single month, off the table just by fixing some uh you know plunging some toilets and and uh, fixing some electrical outlets from time to time now of course you want to make sure the property you get in on is not is not going to like you know saddle you with full time job but let me ask you a question 
Have you ever plunged somebody else's toilet? I've had, oh God, this is so bad. In high school. It's disgusting. I know, it's really gross. It's really gross. But it takes the right person, and you're not the right person. Mr. Soft Hands over there is not going to be doing this job. Okay? <laughs> but, I'm good at calling a plumber. I'm, I can, yeah, I, I know you that. are. I know you are. So, oh my God, this is so gross and embarrassing. In high school, I had a job where I, um, we had, a, the, there was a, there was a hotel, or it was a motel, really. We actually, it was a kind of a seedy motel because the, uh, um, the police, the, the Leos in the area would use it as a prostitution sting from time to time while I was working. So they would put like a fake prostitute out on the corner. And then Johns would come in, and she'd be like, "Oh, I got a hotel room right back here." And then they'd bring in the, they'd bring in the Johns. Oh, we seen that on cops. Yeah. There, there'd be like cops in there arresting the guy and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'd always wave to them when they're when they're leaving. All right, pervert. See you later. <laughs> so I worked at this motel. It was a fun job to have as your senior year in high school, and it was yeah, a motel. And my job was to take people to the airport when they parked their car there. Because it had a huge parking lot. So I, I would take people to the airport and then uh, bring them back when they needed a ride. Um, and then also people that stayed there as well. And I would give them a ride to the airport. And um, it was, it was, but because I had downtime on the job, I also was the one that was uh, sourced to, to go take care of little things. And like plug toilets. Yeah. And I remember this one time this lady is like, my, my, my toilet's plugged up. And I'm like, okay. I go up there and there, like, you could see everything that she, was she a big lady? Uh, no, she was just older. She was very embarrassed. I felt bad for her. And, and, but you could see, like, she must have had a lot of salad for dinner or something. And it was, <laughs> come on, Jeff. Telling you. And I remember thinking, oh, man. But I was like, yes, it was a gross job for me, but I felt more bad for her because here I am, you know, 18-year-old kid uh, going up in there uh, taking care of her job because she nobody carries a plunger with them when they're, when they're, when they're traveling, you know? She could, <laughs> so, yes. I've I would have to- said, you know, we're going to bring a plunger. We're going to set it outside your door. And then I would have ran away. Well, yeah, but you also don't pick up the dog poop in your yard because you're Mr. Soft Hands. I, I you make your wife do it. No, I mean she does it most of the time, but I do it. If it's in the grass and I get to cut the grass, guess who's doing it? <laughs> See, uh, you're throwing up right <laughs> online. KZOZ.com. When you go to the grocery store, are you a self checkout person you or a cashier checkout person? Awful, awful apartment manager, by the way. <laughs> we'll get to the results coming up. Ninety three point three KZOZ rocks. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. Sports Now, brought to you by Eagle Energy, the name you can trust to help maintain your business fleet's fuel, lubes, and filters. Call 800-549-FUEL, Eagle Energy, redefining quality and service on the Central Coast. Morning Sports. Well, the Texas Rangers have swept the Orioles out of contention for an American League championship. 7-1 was the final in Game 3 last night. Houston Astros are a game away from moving closer to a shot at the World Series. They lead their five-game series two games to one after beating the Twins 9-1. to one. The Dodgers are in a must-win situation tonight when they meet with the Diamondbacks in Arizona tonight at 6.07. Dodgers are trailing Arizona two games to none. And the Braves and Phillies are back in action, tied at a game apiece. They get together this afternoon at 2.07. Major League Baseball legend Steve Garvey has announced that he'll be running for U.S. Senate in 2024. He made the announcement yesterday to fill the seat formerly held by Senator Dianne Feinstein, who passed away earlier this month. 
and former Olympic gymnast Mary Lou Retton is fighting for her life in the intensive care unit with pneumonia. Her daughter McKenna Kelly shared the news on her Instagram story yesterday. Retton made history at the 1984 Summer Olympic Games in LA when she became the first American to win an Olympic individual all-around gold medal. Whether it's the middle of the morning, middle of the day, or middle of the night, the Eagle Energy Country Store on the corner of Highway 46 East and Golden Hill Road is in the middle of it all. Centrally located on Paso's east side near shopping, wineries, and lots of Paso industry. It's easy in, easy out. Open 24 hours, and it's so much more than fuel. Grab a bite and hot coffee to start your day. Lunchtime cravings in the middle of your day? or looking for that pick-me-up in the middle of the afternoon. For a wide variety of fresh, fun snacks and drinks, get to the corner of Highway 46 East and Golden Hill Road and get to the Eagle Energy Country Store. Gas up with 10 gallons and get a free drink. Eagle Energy has all the drinks from coffee, tea, slushies, fountain drinks, take home craft beer, cider, wine, and more. Get a car wash, get propane, Get more at Eagle Energy. It's in the middle of it all. See you at the country store. We'll see you at the country store. Are you stressed about finding a new dentist? Relax. There couldn't be a better time to find one than right now. Hey, it's Jeremy West here from Jeff and Jeremy in the Morning. And my personal dentists at Magnolia Dental are now accepting new patients. Dr. Corinna Ma offers everything your smile needs from general and cosmetic dentistry to periodontal and laser treatments, as well as Invisalign. Your smile is your first impression. Keeping it white can be a challenge. Here's Dr. Ma. Do you have questions about whitening your teeth? Like, does activated charcoal toothpaste really work to whiten your teeth? And are there any damaging side effects to your tooth enamel? Come see us today to see what treatment options we offer for professional dental whitening. Visit MagnoliaDentalSLO.com and see why so many others have chosen Dr. Ma and Magnolia Dental. Then call 805-543-6963 to make an appointment. That's 805-543-6963. Good morning. It is Jeff and Jeremy online at KZOZ.com. Uh, we're sitting here we're talking about uh, this this gal and the fact that she was going to have to pay a $250 pet deposit for a goldfish. So tell me why my apartment complex tried to charge me 250 for a fish as a pet fee. Mind y'all, let me show y'all the fish tank. 2.5 gallon fish tank. Am I tripping? Yeah. And we're talking about policies, you know, that, that, that you have there, and it's just flat across the board. And even though it doesn't make sense. Sorry, it's, it's a pet. You're going to owe us $250. Hey, come on. I mean, that's not that's not real. That's not for real. And we're talking about, you know, hey, let's, you know, apartment managers, let's use some, use some, uh, judgment on this like there's no way that her deposit needs to be the same as the guy that has a great dane down the hall that you know is going to do damage to the apartment right <laughs> and, and and the problem is needs to be a sliding our, scale. our friend who's an apartment manager he doesn't have any skills he's a cook right. or a chef and you know but he gets his his apartment for free and he collects rent checks and if somebody calls him because they need something fixed and he'll get a plumber out or something like that which i never understood why ernie got that gig and the thing that made me mad about it was he had a free apartment in san diego of all places it's like san diego are you kidding me love to live in san diego no but it's a free apartment it doesn't matter what it what what it's like you know almost a studio i mean it was like you walked in 
There was a small sitting area, a kitchen counter. It worked for him. A bedroom and a bathroom. It worked for him, though. I mean, that's a free place to live. You take that, you take that expense off the table, and you're saving quite a bit of money. I was, why don't handymen try to get those gigs? You know, like being a being an apartment manager. Like if I was, if I had a multi unit complex, I would definitely, definitely, if it was say it was sixteen units. I I would give up one of the units to a handyman and say, "You want to be the man, the manager? You you know rent free, just fix a few things, small things around here, and um, collect the checks." And you would you it would it would benefit you and it would benefit him. And we, we got Brian's the, hanging on, Jeff. Yeah, I'm, and we we're talking about uh, fixing stuff around your house, <laughs> DIY stuff. This conversation reminds me, I believe, of a conversation Jeff was having on the podcast. Uh, with property managers, see, I'm the guy who has to go to facilities that have people that live in them that can do DIY stuff, and then I fix their DIY stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of the property management conversation. Yeah, yeah no, like property the- management people do not like it when you fix your own your own stuff. Um, well, it's funny because they work for us and they live on site. It's like storage units and stuff. So they live on site and they're like, oh, yeah, I'll fix that. And, oh, God. <laughs> I'll never forget the time that. that I decided to. I had a I had a door hinge that um, the the uh, screw holes had had been stripped out on the on the door jam. And uh, I didn't want to. I'm the type of guy that's going to try to fix it at all costs because and I'm, I'm a property management's nightmare because I don't want them to find a reason to find a reason to raise my rent. So I remember I took um, hot glue and uh, toothpicks and I, I shoved a bunch of hot glue into the, into the stripped out hole and I shoved a bunch of toothpicks in there and then um, as many as I could to make it tight. And then I put the screw back in and it ended up holding up. For yeah. for as long as I was I was living there, but um, I I wouldn't suggest that. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure my landlord was not happy when he went to go replace the door, and he's like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> no, he was impressed. He was like, "Dang, he didn't even call me." <laughs> I don't know if you impressed is the money. I don't know if you impressed is the money. word. Really, <laughs> <laughs> we once we once tried to. Uh, I, I had this roommate, and he was uh, fascinated with candles, and the power went off. So he lit one of those tea lights. You know what that is? It's like a candle that sits oh, yeah. in a little metal basin. And then yep. uh, the power's out. So he, I hadn't come home from work, and Brian hadn't come home from work, our roommate. And JB was there, and he put his plastic laundry basket upside down on the floor, and he put the little tea light on there and went to bed. Brilliant. Uh, uh, before before I went home, the tea light had mel- heated up. The metal melted through and caught the carpet on fire. Smoke alarms are going off. He puts it out. Well, we're moving out of the house in a month. Well, my mom happened to work for a clothing, or I'm sorry, a carpet uh, store. And so we had uh, <laughs> one of the guys come out, and he met, he says, well, this is what you do. Nine. You go in the You go in the closet, you get the matching carpet, and you pat, well, patch it in. He'll never know. You know what the problem is? The closet carpet never saw any wear and tear any sunlight. So it was a completely different shade now. So when I put it in, I'm like, what the hell is this? It looks like an island. It looks terrible. Yeah, we come back to that. My landlord calls us up after we move out. God 
son of a bitch, I kick your ass. And I'm like, oh, I guess we're not getting our deposit. He goes, no, I'm going to sue your ass. <laughs> you got to go get the, the six-by-nine throw rug on that one. Did you, guys try to, did you guys try to dirty it up or sully it up to get it to match? <laughs> we didn't have time. We had to get out of the house. Here, throw some coffee grounds on it. Step on I mean, it. Rub it around. As we had moved out and we were shampooing the rugs, the guys in there from the carpet store, my landlord shows up. I, and my, my girlfriend, now wife, goes, Jeremy, so Ron's here. And I run outside. I go, crap, I got to run, you know, block him. And he sees that uh, Selden's floor coverings is here. He thinks that's a professional <laughs> carpet cleaner. Thank God. Nope, the guy's in there fixing our mess. Awesome. And then, of course, uh, yeah, a few days later, I get a phone call. And he's, he's ready to kick my ass. And he looked like some mountain man anyway. Hey, at least you tried. Sort of, at least you tried. A for effort, bro. A for effort. Do you still use hey. them for a reference? <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one, Brian. <laughs> you guys have a good Jeff day. and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3. Say Sorry, y'all. Whoops. Did you ever watch Glorious Ladies of Wrestling? Glow? No. Okay, DLD, give us a six pack. Good job. Hey, there we go. Nice job. Who's this? All right. Who are we talking to? This is Cow- Cowboy Tom. Cowboy Tom? <laughs> That's it, I baby. Here, I have you, Bobby Boxer. Oh, no, it's Cowboy Tom. <laughs> okay, Cowboy Tom. Sometimes we give you the nicknames on the text line, on the 805 Beer text line. We give you the nickname after we've had a talk with you. And for whatever reason, we've given you Bobby Boxer. Did we have a conversation about boxing once, Cowboy Tom? I think we did one time. Okay. All right. Well, that's probably why. Oh, that's probably where it comes from then, right? Well, congratulations. Uh, you are, well, what, what are we going to do now? We got we to gotta run the guillotine? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, we're loading up the uh, the guillotine right now. We're we're pulling the rope up here. We're gonna see if you get a CD or if you get yourself a uh, pair of tickets to go to the show. Well, I want some tickets. All right, Cal- go. come on. All right, all right, Cowboy Tom. All right, uh, let's see here. Just uh, repeat after me. Drop the guillotine. Drop the guillotine. Hey, don't lose your head. You've got an Alice Cooper remastered CD instead. Oh. <laughs> uh, you got the CD, but you're in for you're the six-pack. All right. All right so you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't win the instant tickets, but your name goes in the hat for the, uh, the Sinister Six-Pack, which is you and five friends in the limo bus from Slow Safe Ride to and from the show. Okay, so hang on, Very Cowboy good. Tom. Bobby Box slash Bobby Boxer. Actually... Uh, Actually, 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 pull him back up. I got one question to ask him. All right. Oh, wrong one. Oh. Bobby Boxer slash Cowboy Tom. What you got? What CD player are you going to play the CD in? Uh, damn, I don't think I even have a CD player anymore. <laughs> okay, you answered my question. <laughs> Thank you. Hold on. Things we didn't get to. In hashtag form with Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. Hashtag oh, go ahead. not a reboot. 
Jerry Seinfeld doing some stand-up in Boston, teasing the fact that they might do one more episode of what happened after the final episode of Seinfeld. Somebody in the crowd yells, did you like how the show ended? Did I like what? The ending of the show. Well, I have a little secret for you about the ending, but I can't really tell it. Here's what I'll tell you, okay? But you can't tell anybody. Something is going to happen that has to do with that ending. It hasn't happened yet. And just what you are thinking about, Larry and I have also been thinking about. So you'll see. You'll see. Hated the way that show ended. Can I bold I prediction? Even, I won't even watch it. I won't even watch it because, like, I watch Seinfeld reruns all the time. But, but you won't watch I, the last episode. That. Oh, I hate that last episode. So stupid. I was sitting there. I mean, it's funny, but <laughs> I mean, I think it's perfect for how the show. I think the show should have ended that way. <laughs> I, I thought it was excellent, and that that's why if they do anything, it'll sully it. I think. The something that's going to take place is going to take place in the way of a Super Bowl commercial. Like, they'll all still be sitting in the cell, and then they'll be like, oh, at least we got such and such product, and then uh, that's, <laughs> that's how they'll do it. That's, and that's just me, complete speculation. I have no, I have no wow. information it's, or anything it's, like that. It's a really good speculation, though. I mean, I could totally see that being something they would do. Why not? I mean, so, Larry, Larry David's knows. on board because he's never been on board to do anything else with the show. He's like, I'm done with it. It's over. Yeah. And he's moved on. To do but it. he's, I, we know from his previous pitches for uh, now bankrupt cryptocurrency chance candles. <laughs> you might need some money. That he's not, he's not a stranger to the Super Bowl commercial realm, right? Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. Hashtag, uh, I stand corrected. Um, Glow, I mentioned it for a brief moment, and Doug, who won't ride roller coasters, was listening. He says Glow was not glorious women of wrestling. It was gorgeous women of wrestling. The reason why I ask you, if you listen, or if you ever watched it, Jeremy, was it, it would come on after. So on Friday nights, where I lived, on like Channel 11 or Channel 13, I forget which one it was, but they would do wrestling from like, Nine until eleven, and then at eleven o'clock, glow would come on. And this is when I'm like in sixth, seventh, eighth grade. You know, you realize you like girls in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. I would stay up to watch the gorgeous women of wrestling. See, I was watching Who's the Boss and Alyssa Milano, and you were running after these whores on TV. No, they're just they're just gorgeous women of wrestling. But you were, I would always watch the gorgeous women of wrestling because I was, I wanted there to be some kind of a, a wardrobe malfunction. I, you know, I did not know, I was not old enough to know the difference between pre recorded and live TV. So I thought because it was a sporting event, it was live and there would be, there would be oh, a wardrobe a malfunction. Janet Jackson moments. Yeah. And there was never ever, but there was always, a, you know, like it would get close sometimes. Because these are women, the the gorgeous women of wrestling, going after each other. And the reason why I bring it up is I got a weird email this morning from the people that promote gorgeous women of wrestling. Oh, really? And um, and they are, I didn't even know it was still a thing, but it's coming to Fresno on the 28th of October. So 
I did. It doesn't the Cachy Palace. It doesn't say what the what the uh, venue is. Venue is. It just says. Coming for Maybe they're to... trying to still find one, yeah, and they need you to help that's talk a... about it. So just... might oh be no, it's at the convention center. Wow, it's at the convention center. Wow, that's it's actually kind of big. That's the downtown uh, thing. That's where I saw the Disney on Ice. And you're kidding me? You're telling me like nine thousand people are going to go watch the gorgeous women wrestling in Fresno? I'm down. Hashtag life saving measure. Bob Costas, I didn't even know he was still alive. I'm sure he's fine. Um, oh, hold a hero. on a second. Hold on a second. Back up. Back up. I am so wrong on this. This is so misleading in its, in its wrestling thing because I'm looking at the pictures of the actual event. It would be nice is if you actually read something before you brought it up. Well, it says glow like never before, and it's got fire, and it's got the, the siren emojis right next to it. So I'm thinking gorgeous ladies of wrestling right and i click on the link and it says two unique singlets and that's what you used to wear right when you that little bathing suit thing you used to wear when you were uh wrestling pull your pull your nards all the way up to your chin uh that was a part of the uniform yes chin nards nard dog hey don't make fun of what I did as a kid wrestling when you can't read, okay? So this is the stupidest this is, thing. You can't this read. is making a boring sport uh, a, a little bit better. So this is an actual wrestling tournament like you used to do? Like this is something I would never watch on TV. Um, this is a boring <laughs> wrestling tournament like you used to do. And it's, instead of instead of having just a light come down on the thing, yeah, everybody's yeah. wearing glow stuff. So you would have to wear like a, a a fluorescent singlet, and you would be under black lights. And all the mats down on the floor, they all have glow elements to them yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. That it's is like the mis- Blue Man Group, but it's glow. Yes, that is misleading in its in its marketing right there. Do not go to the Co- California Cosmic Bash on the twenty eighth of October. At the convention center in Fresno, unless you like watching people like Jeremy roll around in bathing suits. Yeah, no, okay, that's something I did as a as a, as a youth in junior high, grade school, junior high. Taught high discipline, school. yeah, <laughs> taught humility yeah, exactly. too. Yeah, exactly. a little bit it, of it humility. Taught me to read something before I go to the air with it, so I know what the hell I'm talking about. Don't sound like a jackass. But there is somebody <laughs> on the phone here. Please, you can only make this segment better. You're on the air. Go ahead. Oh, I doubt I can. Why is the first oh. thing you come to when he's talking about the wrestlers, you call them whores? Oh, that's a very good question. Jeremy? Uh, the, question uh, the, the, the reason I called them whores is, is because... The, you were called a whore when you were wrestling in a bathing suit? Because they look like whores <laughs> with all that makeup Rolling on. Rolling around with other dudes uh, in bathing suits on, on a mat? <laughs> Under black lights? At that time, I was normal, kid. Jeremy, you're, you're a- fawning after Alyssa Milano on Who's the Boss. You're a whore. And you're running around with these women uh, in fake wrestling. I don't know. I don't know. It was a joke, by the way. All right? It was a joke. I don't really know if they're whores or not. They may be. They may not be. But, Glenn, I was a joke. They're athletes, Sorry that went Jeremy. Over your head. They're athletes. Yeah, they're athletes. Sure. Uh, Bob Costas, like I was starting to say... Uh, was hailed a hero after he used the Heimlich maneuver to save someone's life. Uh, if Bob Costas is standing there, is he going to be the first person out of a group of sports anchors, athletes that you would pick to save your life with the Heimlich maneuver? No, he's a little guy. 
He's a frail old guy. Now. Probably was a wrestler, what? that damn whore. <laughs> well, I never took a course, and I'd never done it before, but I was familiar with it. You know, those posters are in restaurants, or you see something on television about it. A longtime friend of mine in Syracuse, New York. So the guy was right there to my left. He started choking, you know, kind of spitting and coughing, and his face was turning crimson. So I just jumped up and did what I thought I should do, and luckily enough, it worked out. I don't know if I saved his life, but I saved him considerable discomfort. That's for sure. Hashtag uh, Tom Brady talking about unretiring again. I can't tease that. I'd have my parents would call, my kids would call. <laughs> they 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 kill me. I wouldn't be around by tonight. You're only allowed one unretirement, and I've I've used it up. So, so he's he's going to stay retired for now. Did you hear this whole deal with him buying the Raiders could be out? Because he was given special privileges or a special deal. And uh, now the other owners are kind of stepping forward and they're investigating us yeah. a little bit. And- Dude, the guy's corrupt from, from the get from the jump. Like, look at the track record, okay? Walked out on, I forget his first wife's name, uh, or not, not wife, the girl that he has a, a baby with, uh, or now it's a grown, a grown son. Um, God, what is her name? I got to, I got to figure out her name. Anyways, I don't know. Uh, let I don't me, know. I'll go. You look, you look it up, okay? <laughs> Whore. Let's call it that. She was a wrestler. Um, and and no. So so she he walks out on her. Then he um, uh, goes and breaks cell phones during part of uh, underinflating uh, uh, footballs. Gets a suspension from that. Comes back stronger than ever. Then he's part of the cryptocurrency thing, um, that in which he's basically uh, a spokesperson for a Ponzi scheme. You don't think that like he got a special deal with the Raiders of all organizations? What's it matter <laughs> what his deal is with the owner? If what, what's the owner of the Raiders' name is Mark? Uh, all right, you forgot. I can't think of his name right now. I forget. It. Mark something. You, yeah. 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 So whatever they stuck a deal, they struck a deal. All right, but apparently the other he's only going to be like a five. Bridget Moynihan is who I was thinking about. She doesn't own oh, the Raiders. Bridget but, Moynihan, but yeah. that's that's the one that uh, one of the fabulous, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. By the way, there's a Netflix show. Uh, Joe Daddy writes in. He says it's pretty good. By the way, Mark Street Davis, sweeper, Street Sweeper writes in and says you whore labeler. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm a whore labeler. All right. Um, We'll be back and we'll give away these tickets to see Devo. 50th anniversary farewell. Yeah, most of them really weren't that all that gorgeous. I mean, they were rough around the edges because no self-respecting yeah. woman but was you, going you to. Didn't, you were just looking for boobs. Right. I mean, it's the same reason why yeah, you, you opened up the National Geographic, or, right? She looked like <laughs> she was. Uh, she had boobs and you wanted to see them. Mark no, was, Davis, thank you. Mike the Hurricane. Something to, something uh, to watch uh, on uh, late night on Friday. <laughs> All right, so we got Ozzy, we got some Jimmy, and know the show for Devo tickets. Come on. 93.3 KCOZ. It's uh, know the show time, 805-543-3693. We say good morning to Pam. Hi, Pam. Hello. How you doing? Um, hoping to win a radio contest. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, let me ask You've you a question, you come to the right Pam. place, girl. Do you think people that like the band Tool are a bunch of nerds? Don't drop it. Um, no. Okay. Just just asking people questions, Jeff. What are you going to try to yeah. control my questions, man? <laughs> but I can't ask questions now? Jeez, JBA, settle down. Well, it's just like... <laughs> trying to cancel. It's my opinion. It's probably not even right. 
You know, I it's mean, not, it's, it's not. That was my point. All right, but Pam, Pam, Pam is going to be the judge on this. Who, who yeah, made her the Supreme Court of Nerds? I did. Maybe I'm, I I'm a power. tool. I think I'm a tool expert. Maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do for a living, Pam? Um, I guess I'm retired. What did you do before you retired? Um, I, I was a stay-at-home mom, and then I worked at a spa before that. And then I just realized yeah, she, one day she I knows. guess maybe I was Very credible. Yeah. 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 That's the source. <laughs> right. uh, what modern day convenience might we lose due to bad actors? Um, I was thinking, I guess you wouldn't lose it. I was thinking the actors would lose their jobs because of computer animation. No. But uh-uh. I think I have it wrong. No, I mean bad actors. I mean like criminals. I'm sorry. I should have been more specific. Criminals. Yeah, People yeah. who I'm steal things. I was talking about bad actors or criminals earlier. Thanks, Pam. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your retirement. Try again tomorrow if you'd like to get these Devo tickets. Tim is up next. Hi, Tim. How you doing? Um, first uh, of all, yeah, I agree with the pool comment. Just FYI. What, the nerds? On that page. Oh, they're total nerds. Um, but I can answer the question. Uh, the question uh, would be uh, self-checkout. That is correct. Yes. Why do you think right. why do you think Tool fans are nerds? Like what is it that Oh just just the name of the band is enough. Tool. <laughs> They're a bunch of tools. <laughs> I bet you're a bunch of I bet you're a softie, Tim. Uh, okay, here comes Jeremy's Here comes Jeremy's second grade retorts, and I realize why the retorts are in second grade, because he did it twice, so that's where the the space he lives in. <laughs> I was actually getting, I was getting Jeremy's back right now. I mean, I'm sorry. I I, I think they're a bunch of tools. Yeah, they're kind of are. No, no, no. You got Jeff's back. Jeff is the one that said because he just thinks because if Suzanne is some like because no, Suzanne no, no, no. likes Tool no, and she's a nerd, that he thinks everybody's I'm going to think this for any case. band that has big cult followings. Because a cult following, I think this about deadheads. I think this about people who like about fish. The Doors? The Doors didn't have like a big oh, cult. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Right, right. Dead the Doors head? didn't have a big cult following. Yeah, it was did. No, they were more mainstream than anything else. Deadheads are the best. That's all I'm. Gonna well, no, I mean, I love Deadheads. Deadheads don't don't get me wrong, but they're and but, they, they but anytime the you dedicate your life to following a band, or you will drive hundreds of miles to go see that band. I believe that is some kind of nerd behavior. Now, don't get me wrong. When Rat Dog came to town, I got a little taste of the Dead, and I, I enjoyed it. It was fun, and I, I enjoy the music. It's fine. But I would not definitely say I'm a deadhead or I'm a huge fan of the Grateful Dead because in order to... 38 shows, I was. See, <laughs> in order to qualify for that, you need that kind of thing under your belt. Like, Jeremy, you know how, many, are, how many times you know have you, you seen Tool? Tim, you're a tool. <laughs> I, guess I'm, I guess I'm a tool, I guess. How many times have you, you seen... you've been to that many shows, you're kind of a tool. How many times have you seen Tool, Jeremy? Well, I lived in the Bay Area for 20 years. So uh, I literally lived down the street from Amphitheater, from the Cow Palace, the, you know, Candlestick. Uh, you How many it. other I, bands I did you there. see 20-something f- times? None. Uh, well, I saw Alabama, believe it or not. That's how wide my spectrum is. I saw Alabama four times. Good for you. I saw, That's a good show. I, saw, the uh, I oh. saw Too Short three times. I saw... Um, Dr. Dre four times, Snoop Dogg six times. I mean, well, yes, I listen to everything. That's great. I like oh, that. Well, good for you. Yeah, I could hang out with you. I like people like you that don't judge people, unlike this jackass that I work with. 
Hold on the line. <laughs> but you guys, I mean, you understand. You're like, it's like it's the way you act. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like Metallica. Nobody fans. acts like it's that. like Metallica Nobody fans. Like you chest bump when you find out the tickets go on sale. <laughs> You, you know what it say, is. I will say something. You make me laugh. <laughs> You're full of it, but you make me laugh. But you know you know how you guys act. You're like, oh, man, bro, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, Metallica fans do act like that. Yes. Not all of them, but, but yes. Uh, but I don't think Tool fans act like that. And they do uh, that uh, thing uh, if they have long hair. They do that thing because the long hair comes over their face. <laughs> and they do <laughs> that thing. And they do the hair flip. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing worse than dudes that, like, like women have the hair hair flip down, okay? But dudes, when they do that weird hair flip thing, they're too stiff in their movement. They can't do it like a woman. <laughs> it is pretty awkward. There's something in their gait. Hope- it looks very Cro-Magnon when they do it. If there's any of you still living with that mullet in the front, and uh, yeah, and you just walk, know that, that's you walk really all, ridiculous. all weird and fast, and then you do the hair flip thing, and you're like, you're intimidating. Yeah, it's almost a waddle. It's almost a waddle the yeah. way they walk. You're super intimidating, but man, it's also you feel bad for you. You know, jean jackets. Oh man! All right, so Tim's going to go see Diva. We'll have more tickets tomorrow. The Sinister Six Pack rolls on. Uh, Kurt's up next. Make sure you're uh, listening. You hear the sounder. Text the word SINISTER at 805-543-3693. And if we call you back, answer the phone. KZOZ SINISTER Six Pack, baby! And then we'll drop the guillotine and see if you get a CD or an instant pair of tickets. Where does Kurt Olsen fall into this realm? How do you judge him? Like, how do you... So, Kurt's got long hair. And yes, I, he didn't always. That's, right, but it's long. It's really yeah. long right now, and he does. He does something totally different when he when he gets his hair out of his face. Does he use the fingers and flick? He uses both of his hands and he cups his head and he slinks it back, <laughs> and he tucks it behind his ears. Yeah, that's why I have short hair, man. Otherwise, I would just get murdered every day from Jeff. And my and how I, I used to have long hair. hair. I used to have long hair. It was fun. Yeah, I used to always flip it behind your ear too. All right, uh, some Skid Row coming up. Some Phil Collins. I see Journey on the list and ZZ Top and the one and only Kurt Olson. See you back here tomorrow. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. KZOZ Rock Spooky Season, October 23rd. Vina Robles Amphitheater. Hello, you rotten little bloodsuckers. Head in on the KZOZ Sinister Six Pack, presented by Slow Safe Rock. Listen 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. for the Sinister Sound. Hear it? Text SINISTER to 805-543-3693. Get a call back. Answer. Say KZOZ's Sinister Six Pack, an instant win, an Alice Cooper CD, or two tickets. And qualify for the KZOZ Sinister Six Pack upgrade. Welcome to my nightmare. All ticket winners get a ride from Slow Safe Ride. Enjoy the best of the coast. You drink, they drive. Book your winery, brewery, or distillery trip with Slow Safe Ride and keep the party going on the way. They also offer wedding, special transport shuttles, and long-distance transportation at slowsaferide.com. 93.3 KZOZ. Rocks.